Hey guys, Cheryl Nemhard here and welcome once again to On The Path. I'm so excited guys to be with you yet another week. How has your week been? I hope that you guys are doing great and I hope that you are getting ready for winter season that's coming. Bundle up, bundle up. I'm so excited for this change of weather and I'm sure that so many of you get to enjoy this time doing fun things during the winter season. Guys, I have a podcast that's going to warm you up. Did you see what I did there? You're going to love this one. This is uh, an incredible conversation with two of my favorite podcasters. We're speaking with Ashley Abercrombie and Tiffany Bloom. They are the co-hosts of the Why Though podcast. If you're familiar with it, you're going to love them. If you're not, you need to get to know these guys. Why? Because they are truth tellers. They are bold bridge builders and they are justice warriors. And in this episode, we talk about leaping into the brave things, doing it afraid. We talk about their incredible sisterhood and how this podcast came to be and also their incredible individual projects. They got new books coming out, guys, and we get to hear about them before they drop in literally just weeks. We also talk about what rocked them the most about 2020 and the big lessons that they took from those moments that shook them. You are going to love this. And last but not least, there's a big surprise collaboration announcement. I can't give it away, but you're going to love this. We're doing big things here on On The Path. So let's get our pens out, get our pencils out, get into the classroom of life. And we are on a journey. This is On The Path. You're listening to On The Path Podcast with Cheryl Nemhart. Follow Cheryl Nemhart on all social media platforms. Hey, Ashley, Tiffany, what's up? What's up? I'm so excited to have you guys with me. This is like a dream come true. We are so happy to be here. You're one of my heroes. This is Yay! like this is like a, it's like a podcaster's dream on steroids to interview one of their favorite podcast hosts. Like I am geeking out all the way. Oh! <laughs> we do what we can, Cheryl. We do what we can. And, and me and my daughter, we're always we, we every time we say your title, it's with a little bit of a neck flip. If you can't mm-hmm. if you can't see me, if you're not on YouTube, you won't see it. But it's we're like, why though? But why though? That is exactly <laughs> how we imagine. That's how it should be done. Oh my goodness. And so you guys are the hosts of an incredible podcast called The Why Though Podcast. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but I would love to ask you guys first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Like just uh, how many kids and married and where you're living and all that stuff. ABC Order, take it away, AA. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, Tiff. So I live in the Los Angeles area. I was born and raised in the southeast of the United States in North Carolina and then spent 15 years in LA, did a four-year stint in Manhattan. And now I'm back in Southern California this year in the quarantine year of our Lord. And we have <laughs> two little boys who are six and three, my husband and I, and then we have a baby girl who's going to be born in a matter of weeks. So we'll have three kids here pretty oh soon. Goodness, <laughs> you're weeks away. Yes, weeks away. It's crazy. Wow. So good, Tiff. What about you? And I live in the Pacific Northwest, the Seattle area. I grew up here. um, I'm an immigrant, and I've been married for 1.1 decades, as my husband's like to say, 11 years. (laughs) And uh, we both kind of served in ministry capacities. Um, I was in pastoral ministry for much of that, and writing and speaking full time for the past five years. Um, my little guys, I have two little boys, just like Ashley, uh, nine and six. 
and they keep me on my toes and uh, just going to make it through 2020 like the rest of us, right? That's how, that's how I'm rolling up I here in the Pacific it. Northwest. And I just have to say, it is sunny in November here, so I'm, like, I'm well, jealous. You can give some sun. Is it raining? Is it gloomy? Uh, no, it's super cold. Listen, if you want to oh. flex your muscle, you come to the gym that is Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That'll put some hair on your chest, honey. No, you won't be able to whack. You'll be able to wax that one off. Canada is so cold. It is so cold. It's like below the 30s, right? Well, do you use Celsius? Uh, yeah, we use Celsius. Um, but it does get it does get super cold. Right now, uh, we've got a real chill happening. We've got snow on the ground, and depending on where you are in Canada, it's a little snow or a lot of snow. Mm, well, so. I come for Justin Trudeau, so it's all right. It's okay. Okay. No. <laughs> he makes everything better. He does, he does. actually. You're so How lucky. He's living with such pressing cold all the time. I'd get bored. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I wouldn't be like, bored. I, I need some of that in my life. Yeah. That's, my that's husband should have moved to Canada. Listen, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the extent of our politics is just real surface stuff where, like, our prime minister is super cute. Period. <laughs> Nobody's going to argue with that, Cheryl. Nobody's going to argue. Nobody gonna argue with that. And also, let's as forget, Americans, we could take a little bit of that. <laughs> we could use a little bit of that. Right. Okay. Real talk, though. I feel like that man has a growth mindset. Can I just say that? Not a fixed mindset, but a growth mindset. I feel like he owns it. He owns it where he's gotten it wrong over the years. Okay. That's all. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm Agreed. I want to ask you guys about the, the why, though podcast um how did that come to be and like how was it leaping in that first few you know uh episodes how did like just the genesis of that i'd love to hear ashley can i start off on that one please because you did it (laughs) she's the she's the brainchild here (laughs) so for years and years i wanted to host a podcast but i was really feeling like i was built for a conversation variety show with just one other co-host And through prayer, I thought the only person, the only person I would do this with is Ashley Abercrombie. We'd been friends at that point for probably eight years, Um, never living in the same place, mind you, but just good buds. And she was a surprise guest at my first book launch party. Other friends um, kind of combined efforts to bring her out to surprise me. And we were out to dinner maybe a day or two days after the book launch. And I said, I had this idea. And I'd kind of like pitched it like just a softball pitch in the past, but I was like, I really think we should do this. I think that there's room for us. I think that our voices are necessary in this time and moment. And I think we have chemistry that can't be bought or faked and let's do it. And she was like, let's do it. So we hit the ground running. That was February and prep and planning and everything. We launched October of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been awesome. I, I Same. I really enjoy the conversational style and I think it works for our lives and the setup that we both have, you know, with more limited childcare options and things like that. It's been really great to just have a conversation with friends. And then obviously the last couple of years have been no walk in the park here. And so it's been nice to process through life and what's happening and the world around us and what it means um, through the lens of faith and, yeah. and our trust in Jesus. What does all that look like? And I think it's been fun to help people through humor and honesty and practical wisdom where we have it. And I think it's been a really wonderful experience. I've, I've loved all two years of it. And I love our tribe. They are good humans. <laughs> yeah, I, I think especially them. both of us have such isolated work as writers. Yes. And speakers. You know, we hop on planes and go to Missouri for a speaking engagement and stay at the Holiday Inn, <laughs> which we love. And we're so grateful for that. That is yeah. part of our livelihood and how we get to serve women. 
but the idea of getting to do something with just one other person for the long haul has been, it's been a gift. It's oh, good. Yes. And that chemistry is so genuine. You can tell And eight years, I would have thought more. I would have thought more that you guys have been like high school friends from back in the day. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. good. No, she would have been too wild for me in high school. Let's just, <laughs> That's <laughs> actually true. That's literally in true. That's and so true. I was, I was scared of anyone who didn't do the things that I thought were appropriate. So it was, yes. it's probably for the best. And I was very far from a youth group my whole life. <laughs> I, I, was I wasn't in my shadow in Christianity. Fine. So no, <laughs> yeah, we love very different sides. <laughs> I love it. I got this. I've, I've, I've been wanting to ask you guys, um, just for a little bit watching you guys, because you, I mean, you're doing this podcast. It's so big. It's just, it's growing. The traction is just, it's undeniable. But you also have individual projects as well, which we'll get into in a bit. And then your own like speaking ministries and all the different things you, there's a lot of like, what I see is a lot of leaping, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of brave leaping into things. And I always love asking brave warriors this question. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it take to leap? And what does bravery look like to you? Hmm. I love this question. You know, for me, bravery looks like trust. And I think in my life, you know, I I look back over the long haul and I have 17 years of recovery from eating disorders and drugs and alcohol, abuse of alcohol and so many other things, dysfunctional relationship, perfectionism. I mean, all the freaking things a human can deal with. And so I think for me, um, it's been about process and process requires trust. And so I've had to trust from the time that I first started my recovery journey at 21 years old to right now that that leap each time is going to be worth it and that God is going to hold me through the process, that he's going to sustain me, that there is even just a tiny thread of grace, which is what it feels like most of the time for me. It doesn't feel like, you know, I'm hanging on with, you know, blessed assurance or something like I am really holding on to a thread, trusting that God will come through. And so that's translated into my family life and getting married and trusting God to have babies and that I could actually be capable of doing it. And then trusting God that I could create a book proposal that people might want to read, trusting God that he would have an agent, trusting God that he'd have a publisher, trusting God that the seed he put in me to be a speaker, you know, when I was a very young woman at the, in the early 20s would eventually come to pass in my life, right? So I think that, you know, bravery for me just looks like trust. It doesn't look like feeling brave. (laughs) It doesn't look like, you know, uh, feeling great or feeling like certain about the future or about the steps I'm taking, but it does look like following those, those little instincts and trusting God along the process that the dreams he put inside my heart are from him and that he will make them come to pass. And if not, then he will change my heart, <laughs> which has been yeah. true of the last 20 years of my life. And um, so yeah, bravery for me really looks like trust. That leap just looks like trust. <laughs> Ooh, girl, I could listen to you talk about that all day. That was beautiful. Um, for me, it's looked like sacrifice. I would say, especially mm-hmm. in this season, um, especially the work that I'm working on right now with this next book, um, it's very tender and vulnerable. And bravery, especially I would say in the last couple of years, has looked like sacrifice, knowing that what's better and what's to come is sweeter and fruitful and of the Lord than what's been. And it would be so easy to stay of what I know I can count on. I'm definitely, I grew up in a pretty shaky home and not a lot I could count on and, um, control. That's been my idol as a sense of security and knowing that bravery requires sacrifice of that bravery is going to say, I know that I could settle for this, 
But bravery requires the best of me, not the worst of me. It requires me to step out and sacrifice what's been for what's coming. Wow. Oh my goodness. So good. We're just going to collect an offering at this time. <laughs> just pass your plates to the left. Um, uh, we having some church up in here, people. Um, <laughs> listen, bravery looks like trust. Bravery looks like sacrifice. Bravery requires the best of us and not the worst of us. Oh yeah. my goodness, ladies. Uh, such an encouraging word for people who are um, who stand at the cliff yeah. for, a big, for a big part of their life, right? And all of the reasons of why not to leap are running through their head. Um, you know, for the person that's like imprisoned by all the, the by the list of nots, would not, mm -hmm. should not, what do you say to that? Like, I just can't get out of my headspace to leap. Mm. Yeah, you know what, I'm going to pull on something Tiffany always says, <laughs> which is that you have permission to leap and that you don't need permission from other people, that sometimes the things that bind us up in those prisons in our minds come from the voices of our past, come from a teacher or a coach or a parent or a caregiver who put a should not in our head. Um, or, you know, sometimes our own life experiences create like a perpetual disappointment in us. And so I think you have permission to leap and you have permission to fail because failure is a part of life. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get it right every time. And in fact, you won't. So letting go of the expectation to get it right or to be right gives you permission to leap. Um, and we've been there. We understand exactly that yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah. To add to that, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because right. the next thing might be demanding doesn't mean it's wrong. And I think um, there is this version of Christianity that says, if it's hard, it's not of God, or if it's mm. costly, it's not of God. And nothing could be further from the truth. You look at the Old Testament, you look at the New Testament, but I, I even think of Moses and Joshua and just how much was demanded of them. And it didn't mean it was wrong. And the headspace they were in, I'm like, I can't do this. We can't do this. We're all going to die out here, you know? And it's like, no, going back to what Ashley said, trust me and walk this out, walk this out and know who you are. I think um, those voices get loud, don't they, Ashley? Those voices they get do. so loud, and we have to go back to who? who is Jesus? The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is available to us. That same Holy yes. Spirit, not a, a second gen, not the, mm. you know, the counterfeit version, the same right. Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is available right. to us and walk in that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And, you know, like leaning into this moment, because I really just feel like to kind of dig deeper, like when we're talking about the hard stuff, right? Uh, the bravery it requires to navigate through the hard stuff. Like if I said, if I said one thing to you, I know the reaction's going to be the same. I've said it to everybody, like 2020. Mm -hmm. Child, <laughs> like <laughs> 2020. Everyone says that and then they sigh or cry or mm -hmm. groan or moan. Like uh, 2020 has been such a whirlwind uh, uh, of disappointment and grief and loss and pain and struggle and tension and all the things. And it seems like every dark, horrible feeling has, is just surfacing, you know, in our in individually in communities, in our nation, like in our countries. Like, I just, I just wonder... Uh, I, have a, I have a phrase, as you said, Tiffany's got some, some great things that you pull on. One of the things that I live as a tenant is that storms are our greatest teachers. Mm. Storms so are true. our greatest teachers. Okay. And they do three things, right? They, they teach us firstly about ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes we don't, you don't know who you are until you go through a storm, right? 
Yep. And then, and then the second thing is, is that it teaches us about who God is, mm -hmm. right? More importantly, because I mean, you, you won't know he's a provider until you're down to the last. Right. You won't know he's a healer until you're on the sick bed. And, you know, and, and so it, it, it gives us a deeper perception of who God is. And sometimes the storm cements our faith where all the good times just kind of keep us in the warm and fuzzies, but it's the storm that makes us yeah. come out of it saying, Oh no, I know that I know that I know. And then the last thing is, is that storms yeah. teach us about other people. I always say this child, if you want to know who your friends are, yeah. go through a storm go through a storm. Wow. Look at who, look Good, right. Cheryl. Like look at who drops and runs and rallies and comes alongside and gives and pour like look and then look at the people that are silent, you, you know, like right. noticeably all of those things, all of those mm. things. So I so wow. using that using that that kind of thought. What has 2020 and take your time. What has 2020 taught you about yourself? Mm. Uh, taught you about God mm. or, or maybe changed a perception or a relationship part of it? And, and what has it taught you about other people? Just humanity. Mm. Yeah. This is so beautiful. I paused yeah. it so I could take notes with what you were saying. So I, I mean, I muted myself yeah. so I could take some notes because that yeah. was really and you, good. And you know what we'll do because <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is so deep. Let's just do the it. first one. Let's just do the first one together. What, yeah. What What has 2020 taught you about yourself, Ashley and Tiffany? Hmm. You want to go ahead, uh, Tiff? Yeah. I. This is just very honest. That I have some really honest limitations. That mm. I am a strong woman, but I have limitations, and it's okay. Doesn't mean I'm less. It doesn't mean I haven't grown in certain areas of my life. But there are limitations, and the more I push up against those, the more I am. Uh, removing myself from areas that I can thrive, the areas that I can grow, the areas that I can fly. So um, Ashley and I are very much raise your children with a village. We are not trying to be out here doing this by ourselves. That is not how we roll. Also, we got boys. We got Ugh, boys, Cheryl. We have energies forever. Kids, you know, yeah, I got we're trying to run them just so they fall you know. asleep. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I would say in parenting, my limitations, knowing when to tap out, and um, Ashley and I both have very supportive spouses. Um, I'm pulling you into this one, Ashley. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's true. Who can help? Who can help tap in? I'm um, obviously in the year of our Lord. It's not like you can just be calling it babysitters left and right, um, especially yeah. with case counts high in the areas that we live. So it's not like you can call for help. But um, limitations. Again, I'm going practical. But just even working at night, I don't work well at night. I'm not who I could be, or I can't um, create or perform in a way that I can really win at, or that would be honestly a blessing to other people. Um, so I'd say that's the biggest thing I've learned about myself is limitations. And also, um, the flip side of that coin is you're stronger than you think you are, right? You're right. doing better than you think you are. You think yep. you're just blowing at everything and you're not, you're mm -hmm. not, you're stronger than you think you are. And I think just the last thing, sorry, I'm going to make these nice and tight and short, but, um, just a reminder, there's never room for comparison. There's just right. never room for comparison. Seeing, um, how women have been inordinately impacted by COVID and their ability to work, um, it's, it's not the time to compare yourself to people who don't have kids or people who have kids that are grown and can be self-sufficient when you're like, I am planning my bathroom breaks right now. <laughs> um, so again, mine is really practical, but those are the three it. things that just, I know my limitations. I'm stronger than I think I am. Mm -hmm. And I love, it. love it. I love it, Ashley. It's so good. Yeah, I think something I've learned about myself is I'm quite needy. 
And I didn't know that, <laughs> you know, and I've allowed myself to need more this year than I ever have. And, you know, we moved for the fifth time in four years this year and, you know, got pregnant with our third baby, which was, um, we wanted a third baby, but we were surprised at the timing and then going through the process of, you know, being pregnant in COVID and hospital mm -hmm. appointments alone and, you know, not being able to have a baby shower and so many milestones. My husband turned 40, you know, like my kids are not going back to school. I just felt like, gosh, we're having so many milestones in the middle of this. And I am a needy person and allowing myself to, to need and allowing myself to go, actually, we need help. And even though help doesn't look like the way it used to, where people can be in our home and I can sort of have emotional needs met that way or spiritual needs met that way. I believe that I've had to really acknowledge that this strong person that I am, I'm also quite needy. And you know what, this is how God made me. And we're all supposed to be in touch with our needs, not just in touch with our strength. And so I feel that COVID has really given me an opportunity to practice vulnerability and um, share fears and share hurts and share pain um, in a way that uh, accelerated my, okay. me holding strength and need in tandem. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay. What have you guys learned about, about God or your relationship with God? I love this one because I was standing at my, I was getting ready to switch off a light in my bedroom in February. And I just felt the Lord so strongly say to me, this is the end of February, early March. And I just felt him so strongly say, trust and believe. And it was so simple. And I feel like this year has really taught me to return to the basics of faith and the tenets of my faith. And what does it mean to trust and believe? Well, it means that I don't have answers, but that God is holding me. And it means that I'm not certain, but I can lean into the mystery of God. And I have found just those two words, trust and believe, to be a guiding you know, light unto my path, as the Bible says, you know, um, a lamp unto my feet, trust and believe. And so I feel like I'm really seeing God um, respond to my faith. And I don't even know what I'm believing in other than him. Do you know, other than his grace and his goodness and his mercy and his faithfulness, not stuff, not things, not outcomes, not certain, you know, reliabilities in life, but just God in his grace and goodness. I love that. Tiffany, what I would about you? Say I'm more in love with Christ than ever before. I feel mm. like my faith has had such a resurgence. Um, and again, real talk, this political season has been heavy. It's been mm -hmm. so hard. And when we get in our echo chambers, it's easy to demonize the other. It's easy yes. to um, forget our mission and our call. And I think I would say more than anything, I'm more in love with who Jesus is. And I'm more in love with his plan for us because it's so good and it's marked by joy. It's the mm. joy of our salvation. Mm. So I would say, um, I'm wooed by him all over again. I think I feel like I fell in love. I feel like I fell in love this year mm. all over again. Mm. Like just, he's so faithful. Just like Ashley said, I, you just lean back and he's catching you every time. Yes, like yeah. things can just blow up left and right. And they have more loss and disappointment than anybody could imagine in a decade has happened in one year. Yeah. And he is still so faithful to each of us individually just come on now right like come on so that, that is our good god. that's our good god yeah this is so good um <laughs> what have you found out about people y'all Cheryl, mm -hmm. you want to be real talk you want to be real talk <laughs> yes. Yes. Pull the punch she's here. like do you want the sweet version what? or the real version no <laughs> what what's what's your real learning about people um i 
Ashley, may I go first? Of course. Um, I am just coming at you. Um, for those of you who are listening, I'm East Indian. I was born in India and I, I've grown up in the States. Um, I'm not culturally Indian. My, I'm about adopted. My parents are white and my oldest son is Ugandan. Um, and he's adopted as well. So walking out this year, I think for me as a follower of Jesus Christ, I have found others in the faith community um, had more dissonance in our beliefs than I presumed. I mm. thought there was an agreement on equality mm. and dignity. And I discovered the values that I hold dear were maybe not as present as I once thought. And that was something to grieve. That mm. was something to grieve. I think the way um, race has been politicized in America and the way public health has been politicized in America, it created these divides that were always there, but they weren't. Right. They were always there, but all of that cream rose to the top and you got to see what curdled and what didn't. And so I think just the reality of, wow, okay, this is not a bad thing. This is not a bad thing that I know where people stand. I would rather know what we're working with and know and know how to serve people best and how to love them for who they are versus assuming there were shared values when there wasn't. So I think mm -hmm. just, um, it's been eye opening. It's been painful at times, but I also believe that we're all coming with different experiences to the table. Just as Ashley said, family of origin, what was spoken over us, where we grew up, uh, personal experience and but that must all fall at the feet of Jesus. That must all fall at the feet of Jesus. And we must take up our cross and follow him. So just finding my ways of, uh, to, to repent of where I've got it wrong. There's never been a better time to repent of where I've got it wrong. But in relationships, um, hoping that there can be some unity. And really just being able to step back and say, okay, this is who you are. And I love you. And I love you in the name of Jesus. And my debt to you is love. Mm -hmm. But um, it's okay to walk away from this relationship. Again, real talk, real talk. Love it. Love it. Ash, what about you? I love that too. You know, um, mine is sort of similar. I think that I'm watching the body of Christ be so divided, at least here in America. And I know it's happening globally in some cases, but this is obviously where we play and where we participate and it's very divided here. And so I've seen two things. One of those is that people are doubling down into their tribalism and factions. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like you can see people sort of choosing like, you know, an echo chamber or choosing to walk in the nuanced holistic perspective of community in Christ. And so what I have seen along with that tribalism is that people can change, you know, like I have seen people who are like, man, I didn't even know I was racist until a couple of years ago and look what God is doing in my life. And he opened my, eyes and he's showing me. And so seeing people who dealt with racism, who had full beliefs in white supremacist systems and structures and ideals because of how they were raised or the faith that they grew up with, change and realize like this is wrong and everything I've ever thought about this issue is not right. And so I think for me, that's been a surprise of the year alongside exactly what Tiffany just shared when you realize like, oh, these people, wow, justice is just never going to be a part of their faith experience. And I'm gonna have to be okay with that and make adjustments in my boundaries and in my yeah. connections. But at the same time, I have really seen that some people want to change. And all these cataclysmic events are forcing people to wake up to reality. And then they're choosing if they would like to, you know, go back to the camps they come from, or if they would like to make the journey out into a, a broader perspective of humanity and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's been both a blessing and a painful burden. <laughs> and it's well, death to self and death to ideology, right? Totally. Like it's death to this created ideology 
when the Lord has something better. Yes. Yeah. So good. So, so knowing all that, you know, now I got to ask you, uh, what would Tiffany have said to Tiffany and what would Ashley have said to Ashley a year ago? Like knowing, like giving the, giving, like not, not even fully aware that 2020 was about to hit. What, what was the, what would be the one thing you would say to yourself so that you could get real clear, real quick and, and anchor into something? Mm. I would say buy stock in Zoom. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes, buy stock in Zoom. She's so smart. She's growing oh, up yeah. themselves, you guys. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> I would say. Right. I would say. Prioritize yourself and your mental health and your emotional health as much as you prioritize your families. As much mm-hmm. as you prioritize their well-being, um, prioritize your own because this is going to be a costly year. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, I love that. Mine is not nearly as beautiful or helpful as that, but mine would be for sure. Just hold on. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I think there are some years you just make it through and 2020 is one of those years for me. It's like, I'm just making it through and I'm not going to hold myself to the standards that I had in other years or when I had more access to resource and things I needed in community. And so hold on. Just, just stop trying to do the most and allow each yeah. day to shape itself and uh, allow yourself right. to be present and full of grace. <laughs> do the most.com died on like okay. March 13th. It did. <laughs> it died. It did. Um, I think this is the one I'll probably, I don't, I don't usually love to wait. I, I want to give you guys your space, but I'll weigh in on this one. Um, I think for, for me, I would have, I would have told myself, you're going to hear a lot of things. You're going mm-hmm. to see a lot of things that are going mm-hmm. to shake you to your core. Mm. They are not a reflection of your self-worth and identity. Mm. In other words, as we say, don't believe the hype. You're right. going to you're going to hear some things that you're going to think, "Oh my gosh, but don't keep your head up." Yeah. Keep your head up. Um and so I I I would have prepped myself a little bit because mm. I had a couple of moments where we almost fell into the is this no no no. No, no. I'm a child of God. Yeah. And I am made in the image of God and my life matters and all the things, right? Come on. So a little that. self-talk might have, have had to have happened ahead of time. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your books, guys, before we go. My goodness, uh, Rise of the Truth Teller for you, Ashley. I got some book, I got some book warriors here, people. And we've got Pray Tell for, from Tiffany Bloom. Both of these projects, I believe, are coming down the pipe getting it into our hot little hands sometime soon. Is that correct? So my book, Rise of the Truth Teller, came out last October. Oh, but nice. I do have another one called Love is the Resistance coming out in August of next year. Come on. Um, but yeah, Rise of the Truth Teller is about story and it's about personal narrative, but also how do we rise and become who we're created to become in this world? And how do we empower other people in the difficult spaces that we're all living in to do the same? The world needs truth tellers and bridge builders mm-hmm. and people who are willing to hold tensions of life. And that's what that book is about. And I'm so proud of that first release. And tell us about uh, your, uh, yeah, I, 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 I love the title and I love that it's bold and in your face and filled with love, filled with truth. But tell me about your new book as well. 
Yes. So love is the resistance. Really the felt need of that book is conflict. I believe looking around the last couple of years, I've just been like, you know what humans are bad at dealing with conflict. We're either avoiding it or we're being very volatile. And I think there's a a better way. And I want to help people learn to deal with the daily conflicts and then also the surprise conflicts of life. It's it's all very unavoidable and conflict is very normal. And I want to help people engage in that in a way that is more like Jesus. (laughs) Beautiful. Tiffany, what about you? Love it. Pray Tell releases March of 2021, and it is about how we as a culture, as people of faith, silence women and how everyone can speak up. It is Mm -hmm. such a prevalent issue of silencing women, whether it be in the church, entertainment, education, politics, um, business, what have you. And we all contribute. We're all uh, complicit in this act. And it's not of God. He protected, encouraged Uh, empowered women, and we can do the same. And that came out of my own experience of being a whistleblower um, in the context where I worked. And it was very costly to speak up again and speak truth to power. Um, And I paid for it dearly, but I learned a lot along the way. And so really the book is written for bystanders. It's written for not the victim per se, but everyone else watching women being treated poorly. Well, what's our role? Do we even have a role? Well, it didn't happen to me. Do I need to speak up? And the answer is yes. Hmm. Oh my goodness. And how can people stay uh, in touch with you, track with you, uh, you know, get all the stuff that you put out because it's, it's, it's brilliant and amazing. Well, we would love to have you hop on over to why though, search wherever you listen to podcasts. And for me, I'm on Instagram at Tiffany Bloom and tiffanybloom.com. Yes. And same. Why though podcast, of course, we release every Thursday. And then I'm, I spend most of my time on Instagram as well at Ash Abercrombie and I'm over on Twitter and Facebook, but not as much. And um, my website, ashabercrombie.org. If you want to connect and see Bible devotionals and different things like that, I would love to, to connect with you. And in these last two minutes, there is a big announcement that concerns me uh, that I would love one of you guys to drop. I won't drop it, but why don't you tell the people what's coming up? People, listen, (laughs) Mrs. Abercrombie has got to go have this baby Uh and she's going to be out for a few weeks. So we needed the best and the best. We had to call in the big guns. (laughs) We did. for my co-host while Ashley is gone. And it is the one, and it is the only, it is Miss Cheryl. And I'm so excited oh, to have you. gonna take us to so the Wild Podcast. Take <laughs> I can't school. wait. Guys, I'm gonna be guest hosting the Why the Why though. Yes. You better say it just like that and I will hold you to it. <laughs> Guys, it's coming. Um, I will let you know, but get ready for me and Tiffany chopping it up. Uh, in in their amazing, honest, real conversational style. I cannot wait. Ladies, thank you for hanging out with me today. Such it's a joy such to be a joy. here. <laughs> thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Wow, what an awesome conversation. I love these girls. They're so down to earth, raw, real, authentic. We had so many laughs. I hope that you chuckled along with us. We all need a bit of laughter and joy right now in this crazy, crazy year called 2020. And well, now the cat's out of the bag. You know your girl's going to be guest co-hosting on the Why Though podcast. I want you to check it out. Uh, Follow them and uh, look out for me. And also I'll try and announce on this side too. But guys, in the meantime, would you do me a favor? Would you please review and star and uh, drop your comments, share and subscribe to this podcast? It's the little engine that could, y'all. We are growing bigger and better every day. Guys, until then, keep living, keep learning keep loving. And I'm going to take a page out of their book. Keep leaping into the big 
things that God has called you to do. You are so much more than your circumstance. There is a great future ahead for you. I can't wait. I'm so excited to see it unfold. And I will see you on the path. Thanks for listening. Please like, download, and subscribe. This has been an Exusia Media Production.